This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, you might have heard in the news Marjorie Griffin Cohen, who is an economist, also a professor emeritus of political science, gender, sexuality and women's studies at SFU, has been appointed the chair of the new Fair Wages Commission or the Fair Wages Commission in this province to take a look at how we move to a $15 per hour minimum wage. And Marjorie Griffin Cohen joins us on the line now. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Good morning. It's a good, pleasure. Good morning. Uh, as chair, what is your first uh, job to do? Well, my first job is to meet with the commission. We have not met yet, and I do not know the uh, the two other people on the commission, and we will be meeting for the first time tomorrow. But our first task will really be, and we have to report before the end of the year, will be to um, advise the government on how to move toward raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour. That is, how many years or in what stages should, should the increases occur? Uh, because we originally were told by uh, the New Democrats that it would be by 2021, and now it's uh, it's looking, I, I suppose your group now comes up with whether or not that's a feasible idea or there's a different timeline that would work. That's right. And and uh, I think we what we I think what we will do, we'll be consulting very widely with people in addition to in addition to doing research, to seeing what the trade-offs are in the costs and benefits of uh, raising the minimum wage at at a specific amount, um, you know, sort of regularly, and what would be a reasonable time frame to get to $15 an hour. Uh, Will you be looking at other jurisdictions that have gone this route? Oh, absolutely. Uh, now, uh, so far in Canada, no one has actually reached $15 an hour, but we do have Alberta and Ontario that have a, f- a very aggressive uh, target for doing this. So um, I, I don't think we will have a way to examine the effects of that before uh, we have to put in our report. But we will certainly look at other jurisdictions to see what has happened when you have had fairly large increases in a short period of time. So, for example, in B.C., we've already had a very large increase because, um, you know, in in, uh, in 2011, uh, we've had oh, almost 10 years of no increase in the minimum wage, and then it increased by 28% in one year. So we can look at things like that to see what effect that had on employment and to see if it was damaging. Uh, Will you be looking as well, because we do often hear from businesses that say um, this is going to hurt, it's going to cost jobs, they won't be able to afford it, it could lead to more automation. Will you be looking at the those side effects as well of, of raising the minimum wage? Oh, uh, yes. I mean, every everything is really basically on the table for us to look at. Um, so we will see if there is a job effect uh you know, particularly an unemployment effect on any kind of raise in the minimum wage, and um, and and certainly take that into account. And what about alternatives? Or, or is your commission is it is it based? This is we want to get a, to a fifteen dollar wage. How do we get there? Because there there is also the the debate and the the argument of there are other ways to help the poorest people in our province, be it through uh, tax incentives and other ways to make sure people that are making a lower wage are able to keep that money. Um, there are, uh, of course, the minimum wage is not the only place. A way to relieve poverty for people, um, but what we but 
these are, and a lot are, are employment-related. I mean, there are other aspects of employment standards, for example, that can affect uh, people with very low wages. So these things could be things that we look at when we do the second stage of our um, of our mandate. And the second stage is look to look at the difference between the minimum wage and a living wage throughout the province. And that's where other kinds of issues become very important, like the cost of daycare, the cost of transportation, um, the cost of education, all kinds of things then become uh, significant. So, you know, it's absolutely true. The minimum wage is not the only way to reduce poverty. Uh, so when you talk about the second stage, so is it was it 90 days that you have at this point to, to come up with a report? And then what happens after that? No, the first, the 90 days is for the first stage of the report, which is to give some advice to government around increasing, uh, the stages for increasing the minimum wage to $15 an hour. Um, the second part of our mandate, which will occur after the first report is in, is to examine the distinction between, or the, the gap between the minimum wage and a living wage. And that, that will happen in the future. All right. Uh, and will you be hearing from people or how will you how will you get feedback from people in the communities? Well, this is what we will be determining or begin to try to sort out tomorrow when we first meet meet. But of course we we uh part of our mandate is to hear from people in the province so we will find some way to do this and we will probably have um uh, some kind of Uh, indication of that after tomorrow. All right. Uh, Well, Marjorie Griffin-Cohen, we'll leave it there. I know you'll have much more uh, to talk about after the Commission meets uh, and uh, you'll be moving forward. Hopefully we can have you back uh, on the program and we'll talk more about this at a future date. I'd be happy to do that. All right. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. Same to you. Vancouver's News. Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.